What's up, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the Weezy Talks Podcast. I am your host, Naweezy, here, and wow, I am super excited for this podcast. Man, I just want to say thank you for all the support you guys have shown, just with just liking, interacting with the post, reposting on your story, everything. It's actually very comforting because I was kind of nervous. I was very nervous about how the reaction was going to be, you know, because I... Personally, I don't know a lot of people that listen to podcasts as often as I do. So I was hoping, you know, somebody give me a chance. Somebody give me a listen. And I just want to say thank you because a few people tuned in to episode zero. I just want to say thank you. But don't worry. We're going to keep this ball rolling. The only way to move forward is up. But anyways, it was a great weekend. We got to see the Bengals versus the Chiefs. And also we got to see the 49ers versus the Rams. Man, we got to see... We got to see we got the, we got to see the Cincinnati Bengals take down the Chiefs, man. In the second half, they held them to three points. They the second half it was twenty one to three, twenty one to three. And then guess what? The damn Bengals came back. Bengals were down twenty one to three at halftime. Came back, won the game. And you know what's crazy? They didn't even start. They didn't win the coin toss. And if you watch last week's game, most of the time. If Patrick Mahomes win that coin toss, the game's over. But, man, I don't know what was going on. It's clearly, whatever was – I don't know if the Buffalo Bills defense was gassed last week, but the Cincinnati Bengals brought it. They put pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and that is what led to the incompletions, to the sacks. Just That just led to them simply winning the game. Defense, they put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. They said, Patrick Mahomes, we're not going to let you just do what you do. And it was nice because, honestly, last week I was rooting for the Bills. But, like, the fact that that man, Patrick Mahomes, literally marched down the field with 13 seconds to get them a field goal last week and then eventually get the touchdown in um, overtime, that's a bad man. But also, defense wasn't that good either that game. At least in overtime. Most likely they were gassed or they didn't understand the game plan. But honestly, like if you watch any of the gameplay and you or the interviews after the game, you listen to Travis Kelsey Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, honestly, they just took what the defense gave them. And that's all you can do. They took what the defense gave them and they scored in thirteen seconds. But that's last week. But hold on, man, we can't forget Odell Beckham is in the Super Bowl. Odell Beckham, with he had nine yards, 139 catches, 113 yards. I'm so happy for that, brother, man. It was hard, especially when you see everyone's social media, social media, all the sports analysts trying to act like he was the problem on the Browns. I don't get it. It's just not fair because, like, you know, I like Baker Mayfield. He's all right. You know, even though when he was in college, he planted a flag at OSU, that hurt my heart because he beat the brakes off of OSU. But it is what it is. But this year, he just wasn't that guy. And I get it. He was injured. But I feel like if you know that, like, you're injured and you're not helping the team, why not sit down and be healthy to eventually help the team, you know, at another point? Because, like, honestly, they really – I feel like they wasted Odell's time and opportunity there. Like, I understand he got injured there, but Odell can do a lot. He can be very productive, as we see. He's been playing with the Rams for, what, eight, nine weeks, and he's been super productive. And he just had his first 100-yard game in a 
like 40 games, I think. So it's like first, yeah, man. Shout out to Odell. Shout out to Matthew Stafford. Stafford, man, I'm I'm excited for this upcoming Super Bowl. Honestly, I'm not sure who's gonna win, but I feel like if Cincinnati Bengals, if their offensive line can protect Joe Burrow, I feel like they have a legit chance. Because, but it's gonna, man, it's gonna be hard though. Cause that front four on Los Angeles, heavy hitters. Just a bro, they just their defense is so great. So I'm like, this is going to be such a great game. We're probably going to see, we're 100 going to see Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase, and that's going to be that's going to be must see TV. Man, I am super excited for the Super Bowl. Speaking of the Super Bowl, we cannot forget we got some dope performances coming up for the Super Bowl. We got Kendrick, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Dre. Straight legends all across the board. Man, you already know that Super Bowl halftime show is going to be fire. A crazy few past couple weeks. You know, first we got Big Ben retiring after 18 seasons. You know, he had two rings. Honestly, I think Big Ben should have retired a few years ago because he just he just wasn't getting it done. You can tell he wasn't he was a shell of himself. You know, for him it kind of reminded me of a player that like maybe stayed too long that had to get forced out of the game. And you know that Big Ben, Big Ben he deserves better. I mean, you know he's a he's probably gonna go on. He's gonna he's definitely I think he's in the Hall of Fame for sure. Yeah. Also, man, we got to talk about Joe Shiesty. Man, so last, over the weekend, we got to go see. We got to see the Bengals versus the Chiefs, and we got to see the Rams versus the 49ers. And so with the game with the Chiefs versus the Bengals, man, Joe Burrow, that's all I can say. But honestly, though, not, not just Joe Burrow, but their defense, the Cincinnati Bengals defense put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes, which was well needed. I think that was the difference between this game and last game, most definitely. Because last the last game, the Chiefs versus the Bills, I literally tuned in with two minutes left. I seen like four or five touchdowns. Like, it's great, you know, everyone's scoring, but it's like, damn, where's the defense? I think that was the difference maker in this past game which led to the Bengals winning because they were able to apply much more pressure than the Bills were able to. Because the fact that Patrick Mahomes got that ball and then got them a field goal range of 13 seconds, and it's like the defense was non-existent. And on those plays, they had great blocking. It was like they just couldn't stop them. And then on one of the last plays, they left Travis Kelsey wide open, all that space. So then he got the catch, and then they ended up getting that. And then we know what happens with overtime. More times than not, if you get a Patrick Mahomes or – Fucking Tom Brady gets that ball, and over time, you're not getting that ball back. You might as well pack up and go home. And that's what happened last week. But against the Bengals, nada. That Bengals defense turned up on them. They put that pressure on them, and they played the how the Bills should have played. Honestly, the Bills had a really good chance of winning that game. But honestly, the only re I feel like the main reason why the Chiefs won because of ball, poor ball management and poor clock management because – Josh Allen, while he did a great job, he scored the touchdown, you know, he was looking for that look, but he wasn't looking for short passes. He didn't look to run out the clock. And if he would have ran out the clock on that drive, you could at least got a field goal or something. But because of that, you didn't run out the clock. Patrick Mahomes won, and now you're home. And I don't know if you guys seen, but on Twitter, when it was when it was finalized and it seemed that Kansas City had won the coin toss again for overtime, Josh Allen t tweeted one word, pain. And so... 
Yeah, we all feel that pain. Honestly, when I seen that, I was thinking, damn, it's game over. But nah, Cincinnati Bengals defense came right back at him. And I just got to say, honestly, I'm not mad at it. I, I like Patrick Mahomes, but I'm excited to see someone different. Like, I think that was my thing. You know, now with Tom Brady retiring, shout out Tom Brady. The GOAT, by the way, the GOAT in football. But... It's nice to see, like, different teams in the NFL, you know, get the opportunity to rise to the occasion, especially, like, the Bengals. I'm not going to lie. I like Joe Burrow, but I did not expect the Bengals to be. I'm not even going to lie. I did not expect the Bengals to be in the Super Bowl. If you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have looked at you like you was crazy. And then I, I watched, I've been watching videos on YouTube and everything. When you go through a lot of people's predictions for the season, a lot of people had the Bengals, like, 214, 3 you know, they had them basically in the bottom of the bottom. And it's just crazy to see how they're proving everybody wrong. Honestly, I love it. You know, once again, I love to see different teams win. Then next, we cannot forget the Rams versus the 49ers. So this had a lot. It had a, had a kind of like a rivalry. We had a little drama because the past six times that the 49ers and the Rams have played, 49ers have beat them. And so this was kind of like, this was a statement game. Not kind of, it was a statement game. Aaron Donald, before the game came out, saying that he was hungry for the Super Bowl. If Aaron Donald, the, one of the best defensive players, say he wants something, and he's on like one of, he's on the defensive line. He's one of the most impactful players on that team. Damn, in the league. So it's like, if he says he want it, you know he's going to go get it. So with that, you know he's going to motivate his teammates and everything. And as you see, they got the job done. They're in the Super Bowl now. But next, now they got to win it. Can they win it? I think they might, honestly. It just kind of all depends. For me, I feel like if the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line can protect Joe Burrow, that is a key to winning this game. But also, you cannot forget that Rams still have plenty offensive weapons. And just because they protect them, that doesn't mean that Aaron Donald, that Von Miller, that they're not going to get to him. They're going to get to him a few times, no doubt, without a doubt. But I feel like, once again, if they can protect Joe Burrow for the better part of the game, then I feel like that gives them a better chance at winning this game. And also, if their defense holds up in the end, man. And then, hold on, we got to talk about Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, in that game, that conference game, he had 11 out of 13 targets on 142 yards and two touchdowns. Cooper Cup is a bad man. I've been watching game after game where sometimes the defense just don't know where Cooper Cup is. Cooper Cup is the triple crown, probably going to be a triple crown winner for a reason. My my man has, oh, I think, over 2,100 yards already. Like, that's crazy. He out here breaking records, man. And they're not getting a man on him. They was just let him open. And he was just, the thing about Cooper Cup that I like, he's productive. He's getting, he knows where to go all the time on the field. It's like, if you throw the ball to him, more times than I he's going to catch. Look, 11 out of 13. That He's catching it. You you give him a good throw, that's all you got to do. You give him the ball and watch him go. That's it. That's all you got to do. Also, man, shout out to my guy Odell. He had nine receptions for 113 yards. Man, I am so happy for Odell Beckham Jr., man. I'm so happy to see this recent success he's been getting. He's actually probably being utilized. It's really dope, honestly, because it, it sucks to see... When a lot of when all the drama was going on with Cleveland, when people were hating on him, trying to say that he wasn't good enough anymore or that he was the problem in Cleveland, man, you got a you got a solid quarterback, right? Be I feel like Baker Mayfield is a solid quarterback. He's not that dude, but he's solid. But so you already a decent quarterback in the NFL, and you injured, and like I get it, you want to play, you want to help your team, put him in better contention to win games, but you wasn't doing that, Playboy. Picks like you just and I watched game after game, whatever. The game's on the line. There's an opportunity for the Browns to win. Baker Mayfield with the ball in the hands. He'll choke. Throw the ball away. Turn over on downs. He's just not that guy. You know, maybe this just wasn't his year. His year, I get it. He was injured. 
But, yeah, thankfully that's not Odell's problem. Odell got a real quarterback now. And I'm happy for them getting the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of hard because I can root for both teams because they're both teams that I enjoy, that both have individual players that I enjoy and want to see succeed. So, man, we just going to have to figure out and see what's going to happen. And for the Super Bowl predictions, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a bold statement. So, I don't know if it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I'm thinking 27-20. 27-20 Rams. Joe Burrow is going to do his thing, but I feel like, I don't know, man. I just feel like the Rams have experience, and that's the difference maker. The Rams have, even though this is Matthew Stafford's first successful string of playoff, playoff games, because he just won his first playoff game this year, which is crazy to think because he's been in the league doing his thing. But honestly, good for him. And I feel like he now he knows what it takes to win, though. And now with him getting these playoff wins under his belt, I don't know if I want to be on the opposing side of that. And then you still got one of the best defenses in the league. They apply pressure 24-7. Your front four is insane. So, yeah, man, I'm not going to lie. I'm, ruining, I'm leaning a little bit towards the Rams. But we're going to see what's going to go on with the rest of this game, honestly. That boy, Joe Shiesty. Mm. We'll see what Joe Shiesty's going to do. I believe in him, though. I know it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. And, and you know what's crazy, though? It's crazy because he's finna get a good game. Finna get a great game, I'm sure. Do you know what's crazy? The halftime show, dog. Man, they got Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, Kung Fu Kenny. They got Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg. And they got Eminem, dog. Like, that is a heavy-hitting halftime Super Bowl show. They are all legends in the game. All. All legends. So I'm very excited for this Super Bowl halftime show. Because honestly, man... We need some new Kenny, man. I've been, I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar fan, and I've been waiting on some new music. I love Kendrick Lamar, but I can't keep listening to Damn to Bimp Butterfly forever, man. It's been over four long years, man. Where you at, man? The game needs you, man. As you see, just just from the few songs you did on Baby Keem's album, them, them hoes went stupid. Family Ties, Family Ties, the other song, like, let's get this shit, let's get this shit. Hmm. Top of the morning, top of the morning. Like, you see that? Like, no matter what he does, he's not missing. And so, like, it's clear he still got it. It's not like he done took some time off and he ain't rapping or nothing. Because even he announced, you know, he just created his own record label, PG Lang. And then he also has Baby King signed to it. So now, it's seeming like after this album, with the last album, the final album on TDE, I'm wondering if he's going to go the executive route or is he going to be executive and still consistently put out music. But the thing is with Kendrick... He takes his time. That's not a bad thing, but that is uh, something that I definitely noticed and pay attention to within the TDE camp. Like the TDE camp with Abso, Isaiah Rashad, J Rock, Schoolboy Q, Kendrick, SZA, Zakari, uh, Sir. Like those, so those artists and all the other artists. Reason, all the artists on there. Like the management is real big on taking your time for the creative process, which I respect and love because you know they're not putting out no BS. They're taking the time and actually working on something that they love. And you know, and then a lot of times, like the top execs, Punch and Top, if they don't like it, they'll tell you. And I feel like that's good because a lot of times, especially as an artist, you're going to need people that are actually going to tell you what's good and what's not. You don't want people that's going to kiss your ass and tell you it sounds hot just because of your name. Because, like, there's a lot of people that can put out a bad song, but it's just going to sell. Like, Drake. I love Drake. Drake is one of my favorite artists of all time. But, like, not every Drake song is good, though. It'd be some Drake songs that it's just, it's just not hitting. It don't hit. And, like, I get it. Like, I, I read an article, watched a video when Drake was talking about how, like, you know, 
a lot of his music is geared toward women because that's what sells. You know, that is true. Like, the women do push the forefront in a lot of things, a lot of things in social media, music, everything. Because if the ladies love you, if the ladies love you, niggas gonna love you. So it's like, you feel me? But it's like, you know, not everybody gonna have bangers, but it's really important not to have a yes man around you. And that's really dope that they have that in the TDE camp. And that's why a lot of the projects that come out of the TDE camp are good. They're consistent. They're fire. Because they take the time and effort into their art, into their craft. Well, since we're talking about Kendrick Lamar, let's, let's just talk about some more music, man. So, over the past week, we had some nice drops. It wasn't, I didn't, there weren't any albums. Actually, I lied. There was one album. My boy, Babyface Ray. Babyface Ray is a Detroit rapper. Man, that, that dude, phew, man, this album, he had Wiz Khalifa on there. He had 42 Doug on there. He had this... Artist Young Lean. Young Lean is a um, artist from Sweden. Um, Young Lean has been in the rap game for some years. Like he he was like one of the pioneers for the SoundCloud SoundCloud wave. Actually, like with his style of rap and also his music videos and everything. At that point in time, in 2013, super far ahead of his time. So I want to give his flowers to my boy Young Lean. But yeah, so for the music drops, we had a sing back, few singles. We had the Gucci Mane, Lil Dirk. That song called Rumors. That song was fire. They both come on talking they shit, and man, whoever whoever pissed them off, boy, them boys went stupid in the stew, man. Gucci Mane talking the shit, so was Lil Durk. Look, like they was talking spicy. It's a fire song. Like this is the type of song you want to play. Like if you on the way to go, if you need to be hyped up, you want to go to the gym. This something just want to get you turned. This bobbing your head. This the one. Rumors, Gucci Mane, Lil Durk. Next, we got Aria by Nigo, and then ASAP Rocky. So, Nigo's like, he's an artist, but on this one song specifically, I think he produced, and then it was all ASAP Rocky. <sighs> Man, just listening to this track made me miss ASAP Rocky even more. Like, I, like over the past year, I've really been going back and listening to all of his music, and his music is so dope and experimental. And it's crazy how so many people, you know, testing got mixed reactions. I actually love testing. I thought testing was a dope-ass album. I love how he's always trying something new and different, and I think that's what sets him out from everyone else in the rap game because he's not afraid to take chance. Like, he's one of those few people that aren't afraid to take chances. You know if he's dropping a new album, it's going to be something different. You're never going to hear the same thing from him again. And the song was just fire, honestly. Like, he was just talking this shit, man. ASAP Rocky is a bad dude. I feel like when ASAP Rocky drops, people are really going to put some respect on his name because I feel like he could be in the conversation for one of the one of the top spitters right now in this generation of rap, at least. Maybe even all time, depending on who you put him up against. But need some new Rocky, man. But honestly, I feel like 2022 has the potential to be dope because there's a few artists we haven't heard from. We haven't heard from Kendrick. We heard from Schoolboy Q, J-Rock. Like, it's ASAP Rocky, Travis Scott. It's so many artists that we have not heard from that have so much more potential. Yeah, once again, we got my boy, Babyface Ray, Drop Fire. We have Walkin' by Denzel Curry, Fire. It was so great to hear new Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry is very underrated. In my personal opinion, I feel like some people... I feel like people don't pay enough attention to his catalog besides like his his like famous songs. Like the one song that went viral a few uh, a few years ago with the bottle flip challenge ultimate. That wasn't a few years ago. That was back on fine. But yeah. And also, man, so there's reports going around on a billboard. I thought this on my own. There's reports that Kendrick Lamar is gonna drop a could drop a single either February fourth or February eleventh, right before the Super Bowl halftime show. And I called this in my head because I'm like, Kendrick's great, 
but I don't think Kendrick wants to perform four four year old songs the whole time. You feel me? I feel like it would be smart to drop new music because, bro, you you've been kind of out the you've been out the way. You've been ghost, and I get it. You got you feel me? You got to do what you got to do. But we need some new music, dog. So hopefully February fourth or eleventh we'll get some new Kendrick. Then he's gonna perform it at the Super Bowl halftime show. Man, next also we got Metro Boomin. Metro Boomin. Metro Boomin is one of the top producers in the game. Like no matter what, I would take Metro. I would love to see a versus with producers. Honestly, I would. I want to see how Metro Boomin would do against some of the legendary producers that we have in the game. Because there's so many legendary producers that we have in the game. But he's posting a tweet talking about, oh yeah, maybe. Fuck around, drop behind his songs this year. Like, all right, my brother, I want to see it. Because, man, not all heroes wear capes. I'm still bumping that album to this day. That album is like three years old. That album is aged perfectly well. It's still so great. And he had Kodak Black, Gucci Man, Travis Scott, 21 Savage. Like, this Gunna, this man had like so many people so many great artists on that project and the songs were all dope the transitions like man 21 savage rapping into asmr like everything like it was just i really enjoyed that project so i'm very hopeful and excited for some new metro booming music and honestly i don't know how some people feel but i love it when producers like kind of like how dj Khaled and then DJ Khaled also does this, where he's just a producer who might make the beat, or he's an engineer, or whatever he's doing in the studio, and then he's just ha bringing people on, putting people on the songs, and the one thing I like about that format specifically, with the producers doing it, is that a lot of times they put the shine on the artist, because they're not rapping, so they're putting shine on the artist, like, they're giving, like, we can't even say, I can't even remember how many number one hits that man DJ Khaled has. Like, and then he got some, bro, he got like so many just with like Drake alone, Drake and Wayne from years, decades now, since early 2000s. And then like what he's still doing, like what he had that song with Baby, Baby and uh, Dirk, Every Chance That I Get. And it's like, I love that he's continuing to push these artists he's continuing to work with all different artists he doesn't discriminate because he's giving everyone a chance and a lot of these artists that have been on his albums have been able to flourish because off of his name also and also because of their talent because they're getting put on a bigger platform getting the opportunity to work with a big producer because whether you like him or not everyone knows who dj khaled is he's funny he's funny as hell Everyone knows who he is, and I don't know about y'all, I listen to the music. Even though he ain't rapping, I'll listen to it, because he be having some banger features on it. Like, I can't be mad. And now, this man working with Kanye again? Whew-wee. I'm excited to hear that, man. Yeah, he's been doing his thing. Uh, he dropped that Easy track last month. Anyways, he, that Easy track with Game, fire. You know, he was talking about everything that was going on with him and Kim, everything that was going on. Talked about his kids being bougie and unruly. I need to do some chores. Man, he said, "Top on your, climb on your brother's shoulders and get that top ramen out." And boy, that boy Yeezy, man, he's hard body. But then he's talking about he announced his album Donda Two for by February twenty second. So in twenty days, twenty days, he's saying this album is going to be out. So he said that he was locking in. He wasn't going to be on his phone, any of that. And Future's executive producing it. And so honestly, I hope this is a good sign because the thing is about Ye, is that Ye never puts his fucking albums out on time he never puts his albums out on time all his albums get delayed like you know how long he waited on donda bruh you know how many albums this man has announced and then still has not put out like dude like 
I kid you not, this Manson probably had like 20 plus albums, honestly, if he would have put everything out like he said he would. But that's okay. I'm not mad because I love Donda. I really enjoy Donda. So I'm super excited for Donda too, honestly. And he was saying that he wanted to be, be, be able to be played at like, you know, funerals, weddings, birthday parties. And it's just like, I feel like that's a dope concept. You know, it's something different because I really enjoy what he did with Donda because, you know, I thought it was very interesting for him not to curse on it. And it's turned out really great, honestly, because I don't feel like cursing is essential to music. But me personally, I do listen to a lot of music with cursing in it. But honestly, it was dope, really dope. I really enjoyed it. I like the creative route he's going. It's like he's got some great features coming up. And it's exactly produced by Future. Future Hendrix. Shout out Future, man. I feel like Future's going to make sure he's in good hands. But honestly, though, it's called Donda 2. And I really, and with Future, you know how Future can, can get. Man, he just do his thing. I hope that... Honestly, I'm not trying to hear. I don't want to hear Kanye throw disses at Kim or none of that. Because at the end of the day, man, that's the mother of your kids, yo. And plus, it's like, I don't feel like that'll be good, especially for an album like this. Because it's an album from the namesake of your mother. And I don't know. I've, but it's Kanye. He can do whatever the hell he want. I'm still going to listen to it. But at least right now, I'm not sure if that will be the best. Especially because that's the mother of your kids. But hey, we'll see. But then also, man, my boy, Benny the Butcher. Benny the Butcher is a rapper from Buffalo, New York. He signed to Griselda with Westside Gun, Westside Gun, and then Conway. Benny the Butcher is a hard rapper. Benny the Butcher, he's in the, he's kind of in the same category as uh, Pusha T in a sense. So he's one of the rappers that, you know, before he got put on, he was in the streets. You know, he had to do what you got to do to survive. And he raps about it. And it's so vivid, the imagery. the Like, it's just so perfect. And he actually dropped a song called Johnny's, Johnny P's Caddy with J. Cole. This was not what I was expecting. I'm just scrolling on Instagram. And I'm just like, and he posted something. He said, oh, yeah, you're not ready for me what me and Cole got. You and Cole? I'm like, what? And then the song is just so fire. Like, the imagery from both of them. Like, this man, J. Cole, said, I'm the best rapper alive. Take a headshot and ask the best rappers that die. He said, I bet I go to hell and Jesus still ask for a feature. Like, come on. Like, what can you do with that, son? Like, there's a lot of rappers that's not even touching that. There's a lot of rappers that can't even say that. But that's J. Cole. He has it. He he has the music. He has the discography. He has the catalog. He has it. Like, his work speaks for itself. Like, man. Shout out to Benny the Butcher and Cole for Johnny P's Caddy. Fire song. And so now, man, now we just got to wait and see. Hopefully we get some new Kendrick next week. I'll be more than happy for some new Kendrick and some new music, honestly. January was huge. It was a big month. We had The weekend. We had FKA Twigs. We had Gunna, all banger albums. And honestly, man, I'm excited. I feel like it's going in a step in the right direction. I feel like 2022 can really be a good year for music, hopefully, because there's a lot of people we haven't heard from. And now, we shall see. We done touched on music for a little bit, but we got to get to the NBA, man. There's a lot going on in the NBA, dog. First off, I just want to say well wishes. I hope you get healthy to my man KD. KD was balling before he went out, man. He had a sprain MCL, and he's he's at least going to be out until past the All-Star weekend. And what sucks, because, I mean, he won All-Star captain. He's been balling out this season, I mean. And it's clear that the team misses him. You know, they miss his spacing. They miss his play, his leadership. It's clear because right now they're on a five-game losing streak, which sucks for them, honestly, because they are one of the 
they have the potential to be one of the best teams in the NBA just for them is just consistency with their players like being injured and also man they they need Kyrie back full time honestly like I don't I don't they can they're still going to contend but I don't see them winning a chip without Kyrie a full time Kyrie you know unless the organization wants to play the fine in the playoffs for him to play every single game which is dope I mean they got the money I feel like Honestly, if it gets to the point where if he's not vaccinated towards the end of the season, that's just that's just what you're going to have to do because towards the end of the season is when you need everyone to be clicking on the same page and you I love Kyrie, but you can't have a part-time player coming in and out of the game because in and out of the game because what did you have a stretch where you got in the end of the season, you got like five straight home games. Like, thankfully, Kyrie's great, and he's proven that he's not rusty. You know, he still can play. He's still that guy. He's still hooping out here. You know, it's one of, he's that guy. He's still hooping. But it's like still, like, no matter what. Just because they got five home games don't mean they're going to win five home games. Clearly, they're on a five-game losing streak right now. So I feel like something's got to give, you know. Either, Ky I feel like only way they get to the top of the mountain they beat everybody's if Kyrie's back full time. Cause I mean, and I understand what they're doing with KD. You know, you want to have KD sit a little longer to be safe because your season's right on KD. KD literally almost got y'all to the finals last year. And I understand that completely, but you know, you got to take it step by step, man. Also, we got the trade deadline coming up. It's finna get spicy, man. Trade deadline is February 10th, I believe. Spencer Dinwiddie might be on his way out from Washington. He's having trouble connecting with his teammates. A lot of his teammates, they're just not really feeling them. Neither his play or leadership has been appreciated with the Wizards, according to NBA.com. And, yeah, man, his teammates just don't want him here. Apparently, he's not meshing well. He's only scoring about 13 points. He's not shooting well. There's even a Western Conference executive saying that he needs the ball in order to score, but he's just not that good. So it's like, damn, man, it's tough. You know, he's he could just be fine. I think he's still finding his groove, honestly. You know, he did just tear his ACL, I think. The season before last, and he sat out most of the season last year. So this is his first season back. He could just be finding his groove. You know, we haven't. We're a little bit past the halfway point now, but there's still time. But honestly, I don't think he's gonna be around there long enough. And I mean, honestly, is it really that bad though for Spencer Dinwiddie? Like, I get it. The team might not rock with you, and like. You're not playing your best. But if they trade you, dog, you might be have a better chance of winning, be on a better team. Hopefully. I'm going to say that they could mess around and just trade you to some to the Kings or something like that. To the Kings. Or like, you know, a team that's not really doing much. You might just be put off in a better spot. Cause I mean, you know, the Wizards, they started off high. They started off what, ten and three? And now they like uh, below 500 they're not even in the playing right now like i don't know what happened like we'll see what happens with bradley bill this offseason you know they can't give bradley bill that bag does bradley bill deserve that bag hell yeah he deserves that bag but it's just like is it worth it like it's kind of same thing with dame because it's like you can get you can get a bag with these small market teams but it's like loyalty is very important and loyalty is respected but it's like loyalty can only get you so far because like you can be loyal to a fault because Dame, for instance, you've been loyal to this team since you got drafted. You have plenty of opportunities to leave. What have they done for you? They ha they haven't done nothing for you. Sure, you got CJ McCollum, you got Nurkic. You ain't getting nowhere. You're getting bounced in the first and second round. Like, it's just like, damn, like, what else do you expect this man to do? Like, you can't expect him to carry the team all of his career. And, like, I get it. You want to be loyal. You love you love Portland. You love it. But it's just like, bro, at some point, me personally, I would prioritize winning more because it's going to get to the point where time's going to be running out. He's going to be like, damn, like, I've been in the league for fucking maybe 12, 13 years or whatever where he know when his body started to deteriorate and just be like, I really want to contend for a championship. Honestly, I think he needs to do that before his body start going out on him. God forbid, 
he still got a lot of basketball to play, I believe. But yeah, I think that there's a few NBA players. Like now, it works out in some instances, like with Giannis. Giannis stayed the course, but that's the thing. I feel like their front office actually built around him. You know, they actually took the chance. They actually did what they said they was going to do. And it took time. But it's like, not every not every situation is going to be like Giannis's situation. And with the trade deadline, we got some spicy trades, hopefully, man. You're going to figure out where Sabonis going to lead. Everyone wants a pizza Sabonis on their team, but their asking price is kind of steep. Same thing with Karis LeVert. You know, they want multiple first-round picks. Now, I get that with Sabonis because Sabonis is a dog. Karis LeVert is tough, too. You know, he's still, but for him, consistency is his thing. Like, he'll have, like, some really tough games, some really good-ass games. But in other games, like, I have him in my fantasy team. Other games, who give me, like, 12, 14. So it's just kind of like, you know, I feel like you got to find a groove for him. And, like, some, uh, that's the thing. Like, a lot of these teams, like, I get it. When you trade somebody, you want to receive value back, whether it's draft picks, whether it's players. Sometimes these asking prices be too steep, especially with, the Philadelphia 76ers. Man, they want everybody on your damn team for one player. Like, Ben Simmons is good, but it just sucks because, like, whoever gets Ben Simmons, you don't really, nah, you do know what you're getting. You're getting the same Ben Simmons, honestly. Because, like, it's crazy that that man is still getting fined, and he just don't care. He don't care. Like, they gave him that big check, and, like, the, the crazy thing is he signed for four years. So whoever get him for four years ain't up paying that brother that bread. So it better be a good investment. And I don't know, man. It just sucks because I feel like the Philadelphia 76ers, they can't reach the top, their peak of where they want to be. I feel like they won't truly be championship contenders without figuring that situation out. And I don't, me personally, I don't really think it makes sense for them to wait, wait till the end of the season to try to trade Ben Simmons for James Harden. Like, I get it. Embiid is going crazy now. Embiid has had constant issues with injuries. But this year, and last year, he was really good. But this year, like, he's been really consistent. He's been balling out. Like, this is, we're witnessing one of the years of Joel Embiid's prime. And now, if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, do you really want to waste one year of Joel Embiid's prime because you want to get you want to get exactly what you invested in this person back in return? Like, I get it. You want to play smart, you know, and I guess that Daryl Morey has the support if everyone in the building with that situation, cool, I get it. But y'all got to make a move or something, man. Y'all got to lower your asking price or something. Because if y'all really want a chance to win the championship, y'all got to make a move either. Because at this point, it's Ben Simmons not coming back. At least I don't think so. So they got to figure out what they're finna do. In the Jazz, they're trying to get Harrison Barnes. But they want the Kings want to expect a first-round pick from whoever to get Harrison Barnes because of Joe Engel as Torres ACL, which is unfortunate. Also, prayers to you. Hope you speedy recovery. And so now it sucks because I believe this was his contract year, so now he's just like an expiring contract. So now that's just money sitting. You know, it sucks that he's injured. You know what I mean? That's one of your best 3 and D players, and now you're not getting to utilize him, and that's going to hurt because he's someone that is very essential to the team, to the offense and defense. Honestly, there's also rumors that the Portland Trailblazers might trade Robert Covington for Ben Malcolmore. That's like solid move, I guess. But I mean, still, like, it's nothing crazy. It's nothing that's going to put the Portland Trailblazers in contention. Like, honestly, I feel like they're starting to play. They're playing Dame, man. Dame, you got to go, dog. Boston trying to move Dennis Schroeder to Chicago for potentially Tony Brown Jr. Lakers, man. Lakers are trying to move Baysmore, and they're trying to get Paul Mills up on the buyout market. And it's just... The Lakers. I'm I'm disappointed in the Lakers. Um I like LeBron. 
So it's kind of like LeBron's on the team. I'm a root for the team. It's like I watch the games, win or lose. Like I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm a Clippers fan. I've been a Clippers fan since Lob City. But I appreciate LeBron. I like AD. So I, I watch their game just to see how everything is going to go. And so it's just unfortunate the situation that they're in right now. A lot of times they just can't win games. They just don't have the hustle. They just don't play enough defense. Turning over the ball. I'm not going to blame it all on Russ. Does Russ play a part? Yes. But they still make dumbass turnovers. They still don't play defense. You can't blame the fact that y'all not playing defense consistently, y'all not moving your feet, getting your man, y'all can't stay in front of your man, you can't blame that on Russ. I done seen everybody get cooked. Melo getting cooked. Malik Monk getting cooked. Shit, the only one that's, the main one that's like really bringing energy to that team, which is a great signing, is Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson was a huge pickup for them. I remember, I think a month or two ago, they opened a roster spot. I don't know if they're saving that roster spot for Paul Mills app or something, but they need to sign Stanley Johnson. If you don't sign Stanley Johnson, somebody else will. Then you really gonna be salty. Then you like, damn, this is somebody that bought great energy. He's helped win games. Like, he's put great amount of points on the board. He can score at the right time. And it's just like, you know, if they don't sign Stanley Johnson, that's a step in the wrong direction. I don't know what the Lakers need, but they got to do something. Like, I don't know. Like, it just sucks, especially right now with LeBron being out now and saying he could miss extended time with his knee. So it's like, what are they going to do? LeBron wills this team to so many wins. And so somebody's got to step up. And it's crazy because LeBron's doing this in year 19. Year 19, I think. I LeBron's capable, more than capable of it. He's done it. He's carried. Them Cavs teams he took early to the career, he dragged them to the finals with him. LeBron is capable of this, but here's the thing. LeBron's not that young anymore. And it's frustrating because years ago, it's like after they won the chip, AD, he kind of, he's like a shell of himself. The other, there was a game, I think, last week or two weeks ago. He dropped like 31, 35 or whatever. I think against the Suns, which might, maybe not the Suns. But it's cool. Great numbers, right? They still got smacked. And that was without LeBron there. And the issue is we just can't get them all to mesh together. That we can't seem to get Russ, AD, and Bron on the court at the same time. But honestly, there's still plenty of games to be played. Trade deadline is still coming up, so I think Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss, I think they'll make the right moves, hopefully. I don't think they're championship contenders. At, they're definitely not championship contenders at this very moment. Maybe they make some good moves. It would be a step in the right direction, but honestly, I don't even know, dog. But while we in the West, also, we gotta talk about the Suns and the Warriors. Suns and the Warriors, whew. Especially the Suns, dog. They are going crazy. Man, last night, Chris Paul had 20 points and 19 assists. Where do you do that at, bro? That's the point guard right there. He, I seen a stat. He had 33 assists, 33 assists and four turnovers in the past two games. CP3 is a point guard for real. And the way he's able to uplift his teammates and make his teammates better, which is so great. Bismack Biombo, like Bismack Biombo, like I like Bismack Biombo. I honestly, I didn't know where he was after he had left Charlotte. He's been revitalized. He just getting that man right. He's <sighs> Man, CP3, that's a bad mamma jamma. The Warriors, we got Klay Thompson. He's starting to find his foot in a little bit, like having some better games. So, like, honestly, I'm really excited for where everything is going on. Honestly, the NBA, <sighs> these playoffs are going to be super dope, honestly. Chicago doing well, Miami doing well, the Bucks doing well. So, it's like, I'm really excited about this year because there's not one clear, distinct winner. I think, you know, in the past, like, when the Warriors were at their peak, they were always the favorites, even without KD. Then when they got KD, they were automatically the favorites. At that point, they, the game just kind of seemed like it was unfair. But I feel like this year, even though the Bucks are the defending champions, I still feel like there are plenty of teams on each side that can give them a run for their money. 
Like, I feel like the Suns are a different team this year because I watched a post-game interview. He talked about how they're paying attention to detail and working out the little things. So, like, by the time the playoffs come, there's little to no room for error, and so they can play better. And I feel like they're hungry. They want this chip again. So they got something to say. I feel like the Warriors got something to say. There's so many, so many options, so many, like, potential teams that can make it to the finals. This is where... This is why the NBA is so fun. That's why it's such a great sport. Because it's always anybody's game. Anybody can catch you lacking. And I get it. You know, it's not the same as NFL. NFL has one game in the playoffs. And then NBA, you had to win up to four. But still, that don't mean nothing. NBA is still, man, one of the greatest sports ever. Basketball is such a great sport. I just want to say thank you all for tuning in to the first episode of the Wheezy Talks podcast, man. I just want to say thank you all. Thank you all for the support. Thank you for showing love, man. You guys are great. I'm excited for the future man stay tuned this is the first episode of the wheezy talks podcast and i'm out